Hey, everybody. We're back with Movie Chatter, and I tell you what, this episode is... It's going to be so much fun. This is going to be so much fun. Let me tell you, I can't even begin to describe how excited I am about this episode. So, And you get to see this movie, what, three or four times? I I only got to see it twice. Hell hell no. I don't hate myself that much. (laughs) We're going to be talking about The Matrix Resurrections. You'll notice it's just Lou and I here today. Robin is, uh, is not here. She is out doing some nonsense, celebrating Tim's birthday or yeah, I don't something. Get that. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. We're really paying attention. But uh, I think she just didn't want to have to suffer through a discussion about this movie. I think she'd be sad that she missed this because, I mean, wow. Well, it's going to be an interesting episode. That's for certain. Uh, so, wow. In, in a, a series all about like the duality of of human beings and yin and yang and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. This interaction right here is going to be very yin and yang, I think. <laughs> yeah, two sides of the coin. It, it's it's going to be yeah, interesting. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I'll say this, that it, it, we'll get into this further, but, you know, you, you got to sell me on why this is such a bad movie because I enjoyed most of it. I mean, I'm not saying it's not without its flaws. Get ready for the most intense sales pitch of your <laughs> life, Lou. You think buying a used car is rough? <laughs> Dude, sit back. Okay, I'm good. All right. I got you. So, um, Matrix Resurrections, this came out in December. Uh, it was both in theaters and on HBO Max. It is now no longer on HBO Max. We kept uh, we kept putting it off through the holidays and everything else, and now we're finally covering it the week that it leaves HBO Max. Go figure. But it's coming back soon. You can probably still find it in theaters, though I definitely would not recommend it <laughs> at all. Uh, the duration, 228 very, very excruciating long minutes. Wow. It felt like about four and a half hours, didn't it? No, it was awesome. Directed by Lana Wachowski, written by Lana Wachowski and David Mitchell and Alexander Heman. Heman? You know, I would think with three writers, probably others too, that just didn't get credit in IMDb, that one of them would have thrown a story into the movie at some point, but we'll come back to that. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm like, one writer could write things. Three writers, I think what happened in the writer's room, they all just figured the other two people would get around to it, and then nobody ever did. That, that's kind of my suspicion. <laughs> but we'll... Oh, good Lord. We'll, we'll come back. This is the fourth movie in the series. And uh, I'm going to get into the cast and stuff in just a minute. But, Lou, let, let's talk the world of The Matrix and what our experiences are with it, things like that. Sure. Go, go back to, like, the first time you saw The Matrix, what you thought of the sequels. Have you done any of the, um, we'll call it extracurricular stuff, like the video games, the um, the comic books, short stories, anything like that? Yep. Um, so, you know, of course, I mean, the first movie coming out was... Um, game changer right oh, yeah. that, that that was amazing and um that guy was hooked for for everything that she wanted to do and i i didn't do much with the the comics or the uh, did the video game no which um, one there was the the console uh, game the, and the mmo and i did the enter the matrix game okay the console game yep yep so play that a little bit did i didn't give a chance to play the mmo but that looked pretty good too it was pretty good um yeah um yeah, of course, watched all the extra stuff, the Animatrix stuff, and um, 
you know, it was, it was rabid to get the stuff when we got the second and third movies out, which were, you know, not quite as good as the first. But, I mean, I think we had huge expectations for the second and third movies, and they were never going to live up to it no matter what, you know, they put out for us. Did you like or hate the second and third movies? I, I liked them. I mean, okay. they're enjoyable to me. I, I don't I don't hate them. Um, I think I didn't really care for the way it wrapped up. You know, that seemed a bit too not on point for the for the movie you know what i mean it was it was too different um but you know i take that with uh with a little bit of you know oh i can't wait to talk about the end I'm of this okay one then. <laughs> well the ending of this one's the, the problem i have with it oh too, okay good but, good yeah you, know. you you have um, just in that one sentence you've renewed <laughs> my hope in humanity that's that's good oh, I feel okay better. well that that I, i'm glad i could do it for you, eric um you know i, I think that <clears throat> Seeing the movies and getting to watch you know everything we've had so far has been, um, I, I mean I, I don't want to say you know world changing mm-hmm. for me, but it, it really was. I mean it was it gave you so much to think about. It wasn't just a movie you'd watch; you'd, you'd watch it and think about what it what it meant, and 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 obviously it means different things to different people, and it means different things to the um, you know to Wachowski's and it does to to me as a viewer. Right, um, but. You know, I think everything about that first movie was so spot on and so perfect that it was just like, this is really awesome. I can't wait to get more, more Matrix stuff. Yeah. And then when this was announced, you know, I had the same worries I think everybody else did. But um, I also felt that, you know, the trailer gave me a lot of hope. It looked really good. I didn't do the spoiler things like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into it, I was kind of like, okay. And, you know, the first half to three quarters of this movie had me sucked in so much. It was like, this is really good. Could have been better. There was things they could have done differently that I think would have been better for it, but you know, we'll get into that more as we go along. So so what, what's your background with The Matrix? Okay, so uh, like you, I saw the first one in the theaters. I think I saw it opening night. Um, fell in love with it immediately. It was... I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, second and third movies, I didn't mind them. I'm like you. Like, they weren't perfect. Um mm-hmm. I didn't even mind the rave scene. There were a couple of scenes I didn't like, and they're not even the scenes that everybody's been talking about. Like, I didn't mind the second and third ones. They weren't as good, and that's okay. I didn't mind how they wrapped things up. Excuse me. Um, I think it was okay. Uh, and in fact, I liked the third movie. I liked the real-world scenes in the third movie better than I liked most of the second movie. And... Okay. The Matrix scenes in the third movie. In fact, by the end of the third movie, I, I didn't really care about Neo and Smith anymore. I was more interested in what was going on at Zion. Okay. Um, that whole battle thing felt more intense to me. The stakes felt higher. And I kind of, you know, the, I don't know, the video gameness of the Neo versus Smith thing and what they call the burly man brawl in the second movie, especially just looked so mm, like mm-hmm. not computer animated, but almost like hand animated. Um, mm. You know, we, we nitpick now about special effects in, in different things like Disney plus shows and stuff. It's like, Oh, the right. effects didn't work in this scene. That whole sequence in the second matrix movie didn't work for me but anyway, but the sequels I thought were fine. I love the animatrix. I loved all of the world building, the, the animatrix, the comic books were basically similar to the Animatrix. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved all of those things. I loved this world. And one of the things I loved about the Matrix itself, you know, we, we talk a lot about Flickchart. We haven't actually in a long time. Um, right. 
of the thousands and thousands of movies I've ranked, The Matrix is number one on my list. Okay. And it's because not only is it a good science fiction movie, and it's a good action movie, but it has so much depth. You've got the, um, like I said a few minutes ago, you know, the, the duality of self. You've got man versus the machine. You've got man versus nature. You've got man versus self. You've got um, religious overtones. You've got philosophical overtones. You have simulation theory. I mean, the concept of simulation theory mm -hmm. alone there have been books written on it. There are college courses. There are documentaries. Philip K. Dick back in the 60s was talking about simulation theory. Are we living in a simulation? And like there, you can go so far down that rabbit hole that people have actually been institutionalized for going too far down <laughs> that very rabbit hole. Um, right, right. Which there was another documentary on that uh, recently. I think it was on Amazon Prime. It was pretty good. I love this world and I love the first Matrix movie. And I'm really forgiving of all of the other stuff about The Matrix because at least it's The Matrix. I've always said, I'll take a bad Matrix movie if I can get another Matrix movie. And boy, was I stupid. <laughs> I feel really freaking stupid right now because uh. this is a bad Matrix movie. Um, but in a nutshell, I, I didn't like it. Your thoughts? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, it, it brought me back to where I wanted to be, and it gave some really good um, – well, it, it was a good entry back into it. I felt like they did that right as far as going back in with the therapist and what mm -hmm. was going on and who he was and, and how they got back into that. And then it fell apart you know, halfway through where it didn't become as fun and it ended up kind of a mess. But overall, it, I feel like you did. It, it, it felt like a good, you know, I wanted more matrix and it felt like this is, this is what I wanted. I got it. You know, it was like, I'm, I'm happy with that. Okay. You mentioned spoilers. Um, when they talked about doing another matrix movie, I was immediately on board. I'm like, this is great. Uh, Joel Silver, the Wachowski's coming back. Well, Joel Silver is not coming back and it's just Lana. And I'm like, okay, that, that's fine. That's still, still good enough. Um, and I heard different rumors about, you know, it was a Morpheus prequel because they had a younger mm -hmm. Morpheus in it or this and that. And I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. But either way, it's going to be awesome. And people are like, eh, I don't know, another Matrix movie? You saw the sequels, right? And I'm like, yeah, 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 it's fine. And then somebody leaked, not literally the entire movie, not like the script or anything, but somebody sat through the entire movie and then wrote up as much of it as they could remember immediately afterwards and leaked mm -hmm. it online. And it was darn close. Like there were a lot of details missing, mm. but right down to like bugs being one of the character names, um, okay. the cat showing up, like there were the specific scenes all the way through. And I thought, there's no way this has got to be fake. And the sites that I trust for spoilers are like, no, this person's legit. This is someone we mm -hmm. vetted repeatedly before. Th this is real. And I'm like, no, it, it can't mm -hmm. be. This is dumb. Like if this is what they're doing with this story, this is the lamest approach to a story I've ever heard. It cannot be this bad. It can't be. And I didn't believe okay. it. I, I dismissed the rumors. And so then the so trailer came out. You yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no, okay. The trailer, the trailer came yeah. out. It confirmed, like everything that was in the trailer lined up 100% with the leaks. Okay. And I posted in Discord, I said, guys, I, I'm, <laughs> this is the least excited I've ever been to see a trailer before because yeah, it looks beautiful, but everything lines up for the story being just 
a mess. And when we get the movie, and in my opinion, the story is a mess, and, and, and we'll come back to that. There are some good points, too. I, I agree with some of what you said. Um, and I want to hop into that thing about the beginning, but go ahead. Well, that's what I was going to say. So let's kind of break this down by, you know, kind of sections of the movie. Um, okay. The first, what, third, I guess. Maybe let, we'll let, say where two we... things real quick before we go on, yeah. though. Uh, the, the effects were great. Oh, yeah. Yep. No complaints about the effects. Yep. And the acting and directing were great. I have no complaints mm-hmm. about the acting. I have no complaints about the directing. In fact, the other people they brought in, um, Jonathan Groff, I thought, did great. Jessica Henwick from Iron Fist as Bugs. Mm-hmm. I thought she was great. Neil Patrick Harris, I thought, was great. Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, he played kind of the same character he always plays, but he did it perfectly. It was, it was well done, yep. Um, yep. I mean, I, I had issues with, um, you know, not having Morpheus as Morpheus. And, and what they did with that character as, you know, the the bot the or conglomeration the conglomeration of the two yeah. sets of code between Morpheus and Smith, kind of. Right. That that kind of didn't work for me. And having yeah. Smith the, as the, the actor other did guy a good there. job. The actor oh, did. pulled did. it off yep. Yep. flawlessly. I just I didn't like the way the character was written. And that's separate from my quote yep. writing issues because mm-hmm. that has to do with the story. I thought the dialogue was good. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I know there's reasons why they couldn't have the actors do what they needed for the actors, but yeah. it would have been much better if we still had, you know, the Smith actor and the Morpheus actor back there. Yeah, um, you know, Lawrence Fishburne and I, I remember um, Hugo Weaving. Hugo right? Weaving, um, and I know he couldn't make it because the COVID stuff. Right. Um, not sure about and Lawrence Fishburne. It was things beyond their control too. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's tough to do that, but it would have been, it would have been better if we had them. You know. Yeah. Um, but, but to you your know, point, starting out on. the movie, that that first, you know, third forty-five minutes of the movie or so, um, you know, where we're getting back into the Matrix, um, you know, we start out with that. So we're going to do spoilers now, I guess, right? Oh, so we're going to yeah, talk spoiler about this. Warning. So if anybody hasn't seen the movie, you know, if if you haven't seen the movie, you might want to stick <laughs> around. We might be saving you two hours and twenty-eight minutes of your life. There's worse things you could do with two hours and twenty-eight minutes. It's a very short list. Oh God! <laughs> like okay, so scoop your February. eyeball out with a rusty spoon might be worse. <laughs> Not sure. Okay, so like doing it. spoilers are coming out. Yeah. Um, so we start out with basically the opening scene is kind of like what we started out with the, in the first Matrix movie, right? We had almost literally. Yep. I except mean, we, in very not in specific ways. Right. Right. So it was the same kind of thing where you're you're looking over somebody else's shoulder and you're kind of in in this scene that you don't know is what, where, and then, then you realize what's going on because we've seen the movie before and, and we know what the matrix is. Um, I thought that whole section was, was really well written and really well done. Right. It was a great intro to get back into this movie. I would, How'd you feel about that? I would agree with that. I liked the, the conceit of, it took me a while to really, I think it takes a bit of that first act to catch on to the whole modal thing what it is mm-hmm. why it's there mm-hmm. what neo's doing with it the second viewing it made even more sense and i was able to enjoy it more i like that introduction i like the uh i liked that intro where things were like close to the original movie but not exactly mm-hmm. like the original movie yep um and then things like the story changed at one point in that sequence uh, and, oh, yeah. And that was really yeah. interesting to me. And then we get into what Neo is up to now. Um, you know, he's a, a game developer. Right. He developed a video game called The Matrix that all that footage that we saw in the movies, that was footage from the video game. 
and now he's working on the next game. Uh, and um, I, I thought, yeah, I thought that was a really good way to introduce him coming back into the Matrix, getting back into this world. You know, things have changed and we had peace and happiness and rainbows in the sky and all that kind of stuff at the end of the third movie. And now we find out, okay, well, not so much for him. Right. Though he's supposed to be dead. So the fact that he's alive at all, I mean, not a bad thing. Okay, so that's yeah. good. Something to be grateful for. Though he obviously does not enjoy his existence. So we get a little bit of um, the culture of hyperbole with movie design and game design. Oh, we have to be everything to everybody all the time. And we're going to make it the most awesomest mm -hmm. awesome in the history of awesome. And people sitting around a room together, basically just, it's a PG podcast, how do I put it? Inflating each other's egos <laughs> um, and not actually getting anywhere with anything. And then you've got the scenes of you know him at the gym and everybody's on a treadmill. Nobody's getting anywhere. Right. Every, like there's a lot of symbolism there. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's running and standing still. Everybody's like in the elevator together, yep. but alone on their phones. Yep, like it should be the Matrix movie. You want to have that symbolism of what's really going on and what we're experiencing right. and how it isn't right. You and know? that's one of the things I love about it is they don't, in the Matrix series, they don't preach to you, they show you. Mm. And you get mm -hmm. to, to dig through that. Up until yep. this fourth one, where they show you and then they preach at you for a really freaking long time. And then when they're done preaching, somebody else stands up to the pulpit and they preach. And it's preachy, preachy, preachy. Come on. Preaching non-stop even the choir got involved dude like <laughs> they did show i mean they showed it was too. they showed to you yeah. i liked it was that handled, it was handled differently that part I mean, worked. They really they did that differently than we had been seeing before in matrix stuff but it felt i still really enjoyed it it felt like we were getting back into this and it was different because now you know we knew what was going on and the main character didn't yet mm-hmm you know, so it was kind of like we're trying to say, God, what is, doesn't he wake up? Doesn't he know what's going on? What? Yeah, you know, and then there's a the whole thing with the, you know the pills he had, and you know the whole blue symbolism we talked about in yeah. the trailers. The and blue so symbolism forth. was great. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so when when's he going to snap out of this and wake up and, and and do this? You know. And the like, how he sees himself in the mirror versus his residual mm -hmm. self image, and right? All of that kind of stuff. Again, those like they showed you, they didn't tell you for that part. And that was great. By the way, you, you said I got to sell you on how bad this movie is. I'm saving that to the end. I've got points. Okay. So okay. listeners out there and viewers on YouTube, stick around. Because it's coming. I, I get it. I got a I list. I'm sure you're going to hit me over the head with it. But, uh, well, I mean, it's a meteor. I would tell you to duck or hide under something, but it, the whole <laughs> chunk of the planet's just going to be missing after it hits. So Just like don't look up, right? Exactly. Which I finally saw. Yeah, pretty good. It, did you like it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah it was great. Right? Um, so, yeah, yeah, the first third, really solid. The only thing I didn't like, so one of the things where it got preachy mm -hmm. was the whole sequel reboot kind of thing. It, it got so meta that it got to be painful. Like, it made a point, and that's great, and then it beat that horse to death, and it's like, okay, we get it. And then they kept beating that dead horse and all the way through, like there are, you know, 
back at the very one of the very first scenes bugs is talking to uh who's it seek yeah the guy the, who kind of appears as a hologram guy. in there yep. but isn't physically in the physically mm -hmm. air quotes in the matrix okay so she says um why use old code to mirror something new or he says it one of the two do and i'm like oh mm -hmm. i didn't catch that first time around second time around i caught it that's subtle it's it's symbolic i like that that they do right and that kind of harkens back to them bringing this back as a sequel right why use old code mm -hmm. to mirror something new why just rehash that same thing and put a different coat of paint on it mm -hmm. right perfect but then it keeps they keep going further and further with it they're talking about you know warner brothers is forcing us to do a sequel and if we don't cooperate they said they're going to make it anyway and, and terminate our contracts and blah 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 and it it felt too heavy-handed to me um see and i i was no like longer that symbolic line. and instead it was just flat out preachy see i like that line because to me it was kind of like them taking a shot at warner brothers themselves within the movie and not being and that's fair but to me it was the quantity you know, of it okay it was the quantity it wasn't whether or not individual parts were good it mm -hmm. just felt really saturated by it. And then, and th this goes back to symbolism. And so I kind of like this, but you remember the scene in the theater, they get yep. Neo out, they take him into the theater and you've got Morpheus sitting there in a chair. That's kind of trying to somewhat look like the environment where you first met Neo and gave him the pills and stuff like that. Plus mm -hmm. there was his reference in the bathroom scene where he was quoting lines and he's like, Psh, yeah, you know, a little different you know when you're in the hotel room there and here where you know i'm popping out of a bathroom stall it it was symbolic there a little heavy-handed it was symbolic mm -hmm. in the theater and you've got the screen the torn screen playing scenes from the original matrix movie and they're talking right. about we tried to set it up like it was before to make you comfortable that was symbolic and i liked it the problem was we had been the movie was so oversaturated with the stuff by that point by the time we got to that point, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, we get it. And I feel like that scene was brilliant, except we were so tired of hearing it. I was so tired of hearing about it by that point. Okay, and, and I, I didn't couldn't appreciate feel that way. I, I, didn't, I didn't get to the point where I was going, okay, we're getting this again. I, I never really felt that in the movie. I felt like okay. it was still pretty well done and, and, and wasn't banging me over the head with something that I didn't need to, didn't need to see. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's just where I differ from you in terms of how I viewed that scene. But, And I hope people don't view it the way I do because mm -hmm. maybe they'll like it better as a result. But And it was really heavy in the, the first act. The second and third acts weren't quite as bad with that point. But I kind of feel like the first Matrix movie is layered with a lot of different topics. And this one, it felt more like they crammed a lot of different topics in, a lot of different themes, philosophy, things like that, and didn't really let you just explore on your own. They kind of force-fed it to you. Okay. It felt that way at some points. But All right. Um, yep, no, I get it. So let's see. I'm um, looking at some of my notes here. Um, so we get the awakening. What do you think of the battle in the office building? Um, I thought that was probably one of the better scenes that they did fight-wise. I would um, agree with that. To me, the rest of the movie, the fight scenes seemed like they didn't have a purpose or a point. 
and that's this is where some of the things kind of broke down for me. You know, in the mm-hmm. first movie, all the fights seemed like they really meant something, and there was something going on, and they, there was a point to what they were doing. In this movie, the fights kind of felt like, oh, it's been 15 minutes. We need to have yeah, throw a fight, fight scene. scene in here. Yeah. I felt like so, the sequels were that way, except the end of the third one. Um, uh, and the end of the second one was okay, but I think a lot of the, the first and second act, it was yeah. like, insert fight scene here. Mm-hmm. So... But this one, I, I think the office building, I agree with you. And part of it, I think, was because of where Neo was in the, quote, story. And again, I'm using story with air quotes here. <laughs> but the way that scene wrapped up, I thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it might be, too, that, you know, I know the first three films so well that I kind of know where, you know, it's like the story's got something going on and we're going to have a fight scene here. And then the story's got something going on in the fight scene. Yeah. This movie, to me, I didn't, I couldn't follow it as well because I don't know it as well. Um, but it was like, okay, well, it's obviously, oh, it's a fight scene. What, what are we fighting about? And, and how do we get here? And what, what are we doing with these characters? And it didn't seem as, um, I guess it was easier, easier to follow in the first three movies, whether you were in the Matrix or not, what the fights were, versus this one where they didn't have the same mechanism for getting in and out of the Matrix. You know, it felt... They didn't have that. And it wasn't against you know, the Smiths. It was against the, what, the drones or whatever they call them. The Yeah. Yep. The horde, the zombies, the whatever they were. Mm-hmm. I so, think... so there there was those, the the kind of the rules that defined what that was going on weren't there in this movie. Right. So it felt a little bit lost. And me. that affected the fight scenes, I think, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The, the first fight scene in the office building, I liked. Um, yep, I did, too. The one on the train... I didn't care as much about it. It felt like it ran really long. The okay. yep. one with oh, the Merovingian in the warehouse, I felt like there was no point to it. There was no right. point. That one to me, that was the first time I got the movie. I'm like, fight. And it ran really here? long. It did run really, really long. Yeah. And it was excellent choreography. I mean, the fight was actually really good to watch. Yeah. But I didn't care about it because I was right. like, what are we doing here? What, what's 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 the plan? <laughs> you didn't understand why he showed up. You didn't understand yeah, what his motivations were. You, I yeah. mean, okay, revenge. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah but I what mean, we re- really though. Right. And plus, he was such a good character in the second and third movie. And here he was disposable. Right. Uselessly right. disposable. Yep. And his rambling for the dialogue, like what you could understand of it. And, you know, I watched it with subtitles and stuff too. It was like all a bunch mm-hmm. of, well, and there we go back to the whole sequel, you know, he's talking about, Oh, he's going to come back in a spinoff with all his minions and kill everybody. You know, it, it mm-hmm. again, it got, we went back and revisited the preachy again. It's like every opportunity yep. Yep. they had to, to stick yep. something in there, but it felt like a wasted scene and a long scene. Yeah, it did. But the scene with Neil Patrick Harris, or the the analyst, I should say, and Neo and uh, Tiffany, right after that, <laughs> right, right, uh, that worked for me. I liked the whole thing. The whole thing with him shooting a bullet at her, and right, yeah, that worked really well. I like that scene. That that was good. That had it told you what was going on. It it set the rules where we were. It felt it felt more matrixy than the other ones did. Right, and the whole you know bullet time thing that they mm-hmm. did. I liked that they took it and they spun it and they made it useful to the storytelling and mm-hmm. they made it a hurdle that Neo has to find a way through and presumably can't. Um, yeah. So I liked that. The second act I thought 
was kind of rough. I mean, it's hard to tell where the first act ended and the second act began because there's some kind of overlap. It felt like between the two, mm -hmm. but going back to, uh, not Zion, but what's the new place? IO oh, or something. Um, IO. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yep. So Niobe, I liked her character in the third matrix movie. And in this one, like I just wanted to push her off the cliff. Yeah. It, it, she didn't work for me either here. Yep. It was like, she was there just to be a pain in the butt, just to be this grumpy old lady, uh, who mm -hmm. didn't have the flexibility to be able to see and appreciate what's in front of her. And you would have thought based on that character and what she'd experienced that she would have grown into having the wisdom mm -hmm. to at but least. You also got to think that, you know, you know, not everybody grows older and more wise. Maybe she grew older and more cynical and that's kind of where she's at. That's kind of fair, except look at the world they have. So they have artificial yeah. sunlight. Now, if you look at all the improvements from the third matrix movie to the real world that yeah. they're living in now, I'll come back to that. I'm going to save that for the end, but it's better. You would think, I mean, she's talking about, you know, she'd wake up to nightmares and, and thinking she's hearing alarms and stuff going off. And then she wakes up and she looks around and it's just, it's peace. Right. So you would think that, I don't know. I, I yeah, felt it, like it, everything she did was an overreaction and that the character was wasted. Yeah. It felt like they were trying to recreate the whole you know, controversy between um, uh, who Locke and uh, yeah. Morpheus. In, you in, need that yeah. person in authority, right, to, to say, be able no, to rebel against. This. Yeah, right. right. But it felt it felt yep. rote. It, it felt like a trope. It did. It did. So now, and I think you're going to mention this later. We'll talk about this later. But now you're talking about like the differences between the old city and the new city and kind of where we're at. And I've got some issues with not so much the story here in the movie, but the continuity of what we had versus what we have now in terms of the world, the world building. Okay. Let's, let's get so to that if, when we get to the end then. Yeah. Okay, the, yeah. I think that, we're going to be on the same page with that. Probably. Yeah. Cause that, I so. think that deserves its own little analysis there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I, st I stopped taking notes about a third of the way through the second act, um, <laughs> except one little sentence at the end, which we'll get to at the end. Um, I, I tell you what, just a sidebar. My second viewing, I started it last night. I was so exhausted and tired. I could not keep my eyes open any longer. And I'm like, you know what? I must be more tired than I thought. I'm, I guess I'm just going to go to bed early. I looked at the clock and it was like creeping up on 8 PM. <laughs> well, you are getting older, Eric. Well, come on. My birthday's not for a few more days. And I typically stay up. Like if it's before 11 o'clock at night, I don't go to bed because I can't sleep. Like midnight is my bedtime. So if I can't keep my eyes open at eight o'clock and it's after an hour of this movie, what does that tell you about the movie? I, I finished the rest of it today. I had a crappy day today. Just in <laughs> everything fell apart. Literally my, my little uh, Lego thing back there with the mm -hmm. um, light my bricks thing with the Boba Fett. One of the, I moved, went to move it accidentally popped one of the things out, had to search for a little piece. Then it wouldn't stick back on with the light. I had to go get super glue, like literally things falling apart. Got done with the day, sat down, watched the matrix resurrections. And I'm like, Oh, I want to go back to the rest of my day now. 
because this is even worse than you know reinstalling media servers and and like all of the work <laughs> stuff that i had to do it it was rough getting through i gave up on on taking notes partway through but um the the plan so they talk to Niobe. They go do this other stuff. There's the mayor of NGN. There's the the connection with the analyst. We find out who the analyst really is. And I liked that. I liked that character and how they used him. Then they go back to Niobe. And then we mm -hmm. get uh, um, Priyanka something. Priyanka, uh, Jonas. Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Chopra, yeah. Um, Oh, that's right. She married Jonas Black. Right. That. Uh, that's something I keep forgetting. Like, what? What's the rest of her last name now? Um, and uh, who played Sati, the little girl from the third Matrix movie? Mm -hmm. um, I think at the end of the second one as well. So she's grown up now, and you know she's a program. Yep. Right? So she is. So Niobe's sitting out there on the balcony again, yelling at everybody, until the moment that Sati shows up, and then everything is all happy. Oh, just kidding. You kids go and do your thing now. So they come up with a plan to break in and get Trinity out. And of course, they're doing the trope of we're going to explain the plan and then it's going to cut away to the executing of the plan as we cut back and give you exposition for each of those things of the plan. A little overdone. Mm -hmm. I, I, I did kind of like Army of... Uh, army of thieves where he's like so that's what we're gonna do and they're like no we we already did we already it we did just it. did it right right yeah uh, oh, yeah I mean, that was a unique way to handle it in that movie it which was, was kind of cool i know you didn't but, like the movie yeah. but that part right. but that was that was unique that yeah was that unique. was good yep. so we get that and and they go in and they they have the whole end sequence of the movie so neo's going into the matrix to try to talk trinity slash tiffany into coming out of the right. matrix they have to do some little brain transfer thing with bugs. They've got to, you know, all, all of this stuff. Well, we, we skipped over the whole thing about why Neo and Trinity were being kept in the pod. So they were brought, basically reconstructed, right. medically brought back to life to be used as batteries again. Mm -hmm. And the analyst figured out that the more heightened their emotions, the more energy they can get out of them. Didn't really understand why they had to have those two in particular. Like, did they not have enough energy from the billions of other people on earth? Yeah. I, I, that was a little unclear, unclear to me too. Um, and it's just in, and that does kind of, I mean, we might as well get into some of the, the world building stuff because okay. to me, it's like, uh, so we ended the last movie, right? Yep. Where, People get a choice, you know, whatever you want to do. Yep. But to me, I'm like, I think of myself, okay, so we had the war and the war ended and we had a little truce thing going on, mm -hmm. but we left 80% of the people behind. It's like, you know, I mean, you don't just, you know, if somebody invades your country and it's like, okay, we're going to just take, uh, you know, Connecticut out and be our own thing and you take the rest of the country. And we're okay with that. Well, it's like Canada with Quebec, right? <laughs> Sure, there you go. <laughs> I'm half Canadian. I can make those jokes. Thank you. But it's like, you know, so I'm thinking of myself, I'm like, well, you know, we really did just leave behind, you know, you know, no man left behind. No, this is every man left behind. Well, you know, was we left... it though, or were they given a choice? We don't really know. Because you know what? 
everybody thinks that, oh, I would choose the real world and blah, 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 because that matters and real. You saw the conditions they had, right? Oh, yeah. No, my I'd life, be choosing. I don't want my life to suck any more than it already does. Like, I could be worse off. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd be like, um, my life you know, isn't Cypher great there saying I got that. I got the steak and, and you know, I could I'm, be I'm, worse. I'm good. Yeah. And listen, I don't even have steak. I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I groan when I have to eat McDonald's, but I do it because like I can't do the steak and I would still take the blue pill. <laughs> so because I don't want to be eating with the sludge thing right. of the little squeezy tube thing with the, the clothes that are falling apart. Well, now they have strawberries, though. So, hey, yeah, well, we're going to come back to that, too. But <laughs> so you're right. But but I think that a lot of people chose to, to stay in. To stay okay. in. Okay. And I think that. If I had been able to do a side by, like, I know that I would sit there and do the philosophical thing and say, nope, I want the real. I want to wake up. And then the moment I did, I'd be like, holy crap, what is this mess? No, no, put me, put yeah. me back in right yeah, now. Where's, how do I stick yeah. this thing back in the back of my head again? Yep. So if you do a side by side comparison, you're going to stay in. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. Because otherwise, like, you're literally living in a hole in the ground. It, it, ugh. Mm. Mm -hmm. Those people didn't want to be there. They were there to survive. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the point is, you should have the choice. And that's what the trilogy was about. And that's what this movie tried to be about. But remind me, don't let me forget to talk about choices because okay. I'll forget. And I want to come back to that because that's another sticking point for me about this movie. So. Okay. Yeah, world building. So that that's that was the end of the third movie, mm -hmm. and then, and somehow they had to, you know, revive. Yep. There's, well, there's a purge. The right, right. But but then you know you're right. They did not explain why they needed Neo and Trinity, and why they had to have that super secure chamber for the two of them. You know what? They never really, well, really said why, why they were why, so important. Why there was a purge in the first place, and then second mm -hmm. of all, like post purge doesn't seem that bad either and then like you said why do they need trinity and neo specifically like yo we got the fact oh we can get a lot of energy out of them well yeah i can get a lot of energy out of a watch battery if i like you can't do this but let's say overclock the watch battery or something or like stick mm -hmm. bigger needles and do whatever make some stuff up right like somehow i can take a little tiny battery and amp it up and that's great or i've got a whole electrical grid i can just plug my device into the wall right so you're talking about two people they're humans like this isn't you know the power inside the matrix or the one or all that kind of stuff these are just humans you're not going to get that much power out of them and then here's the thing the whole premise of the movie revolved around that point yeah right and they didn't explain it right so now we're starting to get into the things that i want to drop about how this yeah, movie was bad you you introduced this premise we have to get both of them out. We don't know why it's important that they be kept in. We don't know why he's willing to sacrifice the entire world to keep the two of them together. And then mm. we don't know why they have to get out. And it's none of it's ever explained as to why it's important. So what did it matter? Okay. Yeah, I see your point. And that was a sticking point in my mind, but I'm, you know, I... I'm I'm going off of the first half of the movie and the feelings it gave me about nostalgia. I tell you what, I wish I'd stopped through the first half of the movie <laughs> and just killed it right there. 
I can continue with the, some of the other things if, if no, you'd no, like. No, 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 please do. Yeah, okay. I mean, I want to hear them. Okay, so that was point one. And, and so I, I want to do this point by point. You, you accept the fact that that's at least a good point? Yes. Okay. All right. Yep. So there's number one. Number two, we talked a little bit about this. They have, instead of Zion, which was just a big cave falling apart, now they have this big, spacious, open area with fake sunlight. And yeah, it's fake. I get it. But fake sunlight, like actual day and night cycles mm -hmm. with better technology, they're able to grow like fruits and vegetables. They have AIs who are working with them. They have robots and machines who are working with them. There's some synergy there. They're yep. at peace. There is not a war going on. Okay. So far, pretty good, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Comparatively speaking. And the people who wanted out got out. And the people who want to stay in, stayed in. And people had a choice. I'm going to come back to the choice thing again later, too. So. Okay. Neo gets out. Neo's like, well, now we have to get Trinity out. I'm like, well, we're not sure we can. Well, we have to. And the analyst is like, well, no, Neo needs to come back in because we get energy from him. So Neo gets Trinity out and then they go like, I don't want to say bully the analyst at the end, but basically they say, oh yeah, no, no, we're not here to negotiate. We're here to tell you we're going to go remake the world. Well, why? I mean, the world's not in that, that bad a shape. I mean, if, so first of all, they can't remake the real world, just the Matrix. And even the Matrix wasn't that bad off. But it's like mm -hmm. things are the best they've been by far throughout the entire four movie series. And you're going to say, nope, we, we're gods now. We're, we're going to do everything differently. What was so wrong in the first one? What was broken that needed fixing? I, I get it. Neo specifically had a miserable life. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know what? I mean, two things. Number one, he had the type of life that a lot of people have miserable lives. Now they maybe that's of their own molding and his wasn't, he was being contained in it. And so that's, I, I get that. Okay. Number two, both he and Trinity were supposed to have been dead. Like dead, dead, right. dead, dead, dead. And they're alive. Maybe a thank you. I, I, I get it. What they're doing to him is abusive. Period. End of discussion. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Trinity's life seems okay. Uh, and she was dead and now she's alive. And, and, and. When it comes to choices, there, <laughs> this isn't the point I was going to make. Okay. <laughs> but there's a point. Neo gets one choice, basically, in this whole movie. And it was that I'm going to give Trinity a choice. And if Trinity says, no, I'm staying here, then I'll go back into the Matrix. So yeah. even Neo got that it's more important that she be alive than he be happy. So... Again, maybe like I know he's not going to say thank you, but I'm, I'm thinking things are not as bad as they could have been. Right. Overall, right. the end of the third movie left Neo and Trinity 
in a bad place and the world both worlds had been in a bad place up to the end of the movie and that's when things started getting good now we get to the end of this movie and it's like hey all that good stuff yeah no we're taking over now so that didn't work for me well i i guess they're going off the premise of we're you're better you're always better off in the real world than in some in some fantasy are you Again, well, you saw the real world, right? Right, right. But that's the premise we're going off of, that mm-hmm. you know, free will and real is better than fake and slavery. But shouldn't you give everybody the choice? Wasn't that the whole point? About Listen to like every line of dialogue Morpheus had. Was, yep, yep. Oh, that's no choice at all. And stuff like that. So they yeah. should have the choices. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Are they going to take a survey and and let the people rebuild the Matrix the way they want? Or are they going to, as they said in the movie, put rainbows all over the sky because it sounds like a good idea? Well, what if that's not what the other people wanted? Don't they get a choice? Right. Yeah, we should have a vote right somewhere. I mean, you got to elect somebody. Yeah. So that didn't work for me. Right. And the whole ending of that did seem just petty. Almost. Bizarre to me. Yeah. 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 Petty is a good word for it. It just, but it just seemed bizarre. It's like, what? So, what now are you you're trying going to do? Back into the Matrix to do your own thing. And I, and I don't get why you're doing that. Right. Cause now you're going to make it better, air quotes, for the people in the Matrix. After all you went through inside the Matrix, why wouldn't yeah. you just stay the hell out of it? Yeah. Unplug the thing and never jack in again. Like, right. I'm thinking if it was that traumatic for me. You couldn't get me anywhere near electricity, let alone a computer. Like, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go live in the cave and grow my strawberries, and that's it. Don't freaking yep. touch me. Yep. And have that giant robot, you know, manatee. Sure. Because it was actually kind of cute. It was, yeah. Not going to lie. Okay, so that's my second point. Okay. Third point. Neo had no agency in this movie. Neo was dragged through this whole movie. He had almost no choices. I I gave the one exception, which really his choice was to sacrifice himself if somebody else's choice goes a certain way, which that's a technicality. Mm, Basically, mm -hmm. he had no agency through this whole movie. Everybody else took actions that mattered They got him out, excuse me. They got Trinity out. He tried to convince Trinity to leave and couldn't. Right. The one thing he attempted to do, he failed. He, even when he was speaking up to Niobe, she basically told him to shut the hell up and don't you take my agency away from my captain. Right. He didn't even have his own agency there. No, you're right. The entire movie, he was a waste of a character. The fight scenes at the end, he couldn't fly. It was Trinity that flew. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. he... Well, and that was the thing. I mean, I think in the writing, they were trying to transition that over from him to her, whether it's because they wanted to have a strong female character, because they wanted to have it different than the first movie. I, I don't know. Then bring but... her back. He died at the end of the third one. If you weren't going to use him, you didn't have to bring him back. He was already dead. Yeah, but what would a Matrix movie be without Neo? Better? Would you be able to do that? No, in this on. case, no, I wouldn't want to do it. But if this is the lazy writing you're going to do, yeah, this it would have been better, in my opinion. Okay. So okay. Ne- Neo had no agency. Now, Trinity had no agency until her, quote, awakening. 
And her awakening was she's turning, she's walking away and somebody calls her name a couple of times, which she has been called like 4,700 times before. And then all of a sudden yeah. it's just, oh, I hate that name. He and starts doing the, the Kung Fu stuff. It's like, where did that come from? People talk about Anakin's turn to the dark side being abrupt. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Like what yeah. happened here? We have no idea what turned her, why she turned, because she was completely not on board. And then all of a sudden, literally she clicks and she is. So she had no right. agency through the whole movie. And then at the end when she does, it's basically just the whole ass kicking thing. So again, she does nothing important in this movie. So you want to talk about the transitioning from Neo to her? I was prepared for that one too, Lou. Guess what? Yeah, Trinity right. has no agency in this movie. Right. You know, it, I didn't like the transition. I, tell you, I, I thought that was was horrible. Yeah. And like I said, the whole ending of the movie just did not work for me. And and to me, much about what I like about this movie and why I rated it so high for last year's on our on our top five list was because it felt like you know, like you said before, just give me another Matrix movie. That's kind of how I still feel. I'm mm. giving it some. I'm going to get you to knock it down to at least number six. <laughs> That's my goal by the you end know, of this episode. I, 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 I give it enough enough nostalgia points that it to me it still feels good. Um, yeah, there's problems with it, but it just feels good to me. I, I have more, more. I okay, have more problems. Yeah, no, no. So, so to that I, point, I mean, before you people bring up really good points, they really okay. are. I mean, okay. no, I'm not. I'm not arguing with any of your points. Okay, so I'm I'm three for three so far, right? At least on the like the validity yeah, of the points, I, yep, and they're okay. They're val yeah, valid. Yes. All right, so I understand. Before people write in or, or post comments in the YouTube channel, which by the way, feel free to do so. Go to YouTube.com/slash/randomchatter, put comments below. If you don't like my opinions, keep in mind Lou loved the movie, so still like it. You know, hit the like button regardless of whether you sure. like my opinion, you like Lou's opinion. Either way, there's something to like, right? But put your comments below. Let us know what you think. I know that the idea was supposed to be that the two of them are stronger together. I like that theme. I like that theme. I think they executed it poorly, but I'm glad they chose to include that theme. And I like that idea that it's not so much that he is the one. It is that the two of them are the one united together mm -hmm. like that. I'm okay with, I feel like they executed it badly. So anyway, my point was, he had no agency all the way through. Yep. She had no agency all the way through. That bugged me. Um, oh, by the way, by the way. <laughs> yes. Props to Keanu Reeves. Especially agreeing to be in this movie where he doesn't really do anything, and yet he fully committed to this. He aged like 20 years for the sake of this character. It's like two decades worth of aging to play this role. Yeah. that That's commitment. That is. Just saying. <laughs> there are plenty of people out there who didn't get that joke, and that's okay. We still love you. <laughs> um, I kind of feel like, and I think this is maybe somewhere where we're going to disagree. I feel like the whole point about remakes and reboots and all of that kind of stuff, it really kind of felt so heavy handed and it was so down on itself. This movie, when you get into the meta, tore itself apart. It was complaining about Warner Brothers making Matrix sequels 
in a Warner Brothers made Matrix sequel. Right. You can't mm. express more hatred toward yourself than complaining about the existence of yourself within yourself in a movie. Like that's right. But I, I like that. But I, I thought here's that the was thing. Excellent. It's kind of twisted because it's like if the, if the movie sucks, well, we told you that this movie inherently has to suck. So we were right. So we got the right message across and we succeeded with this movie. Okay, well, I mean, I, I'll just say that... There's some most, twisted circular logic. Yeah, but I'll just say that most people don't agree with that. At least according to Rotten Tomatoes. 62%. I mean, it barely squeaked it's, it's in at the fresh, fresh rate. And the audience score is 64, so they're both on par. It's not like one's way out of whack. Uh-huh. Uh, you and know, it's, it's without getting into politics, score. next time a president is elected that you don't like, <laughs> talk to me about the, the, the brilliance of, of the crowd. I know. Uh -huh. I know. I'm just saying. There are people that like this movie. And I know it's not perfect. I'm not saying it is. It was a solution looking for a problem. And it never found <laughs> the problem it was trying to solve. This whole movie. I mean, I mean, you know, so, so I will say this. I mean, as much as I was looking forward to this, as much as I really wanted the Matrix movie, as much as I loved the nostalgia of, of the, the, you know, the I opening third of the movie. Dude, biggest Matrix fan you're going to find. No, I know. I know. Love it. And I know you are, too. Yep. It, it's just to, to me, it, it, it felt like coming home, you know, even down to seeing the birds flying in the sky like the Sentinels in 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 Zion. Um, it was like, oh, I liked really that cool. part too. It's like, that's really cool. It, I guess it was the little things that maybe you go, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I kind of forgave the fact that there was really no story to it at the end. But you know why it was the little things that made you go, oh yeah. Because those were the were no, only were meaningful no things, things in the movie. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise it was just devoid of content. So, but this is what I'm saying. Like, what was the story? The story to me was hey we found one of those famous old people let's go get him out i know i know you can relate to that other Thanks. than the famous part oh shoot you know we forgot the other one well we can't go back in and get her oh but the first famous one really wants us to it's gonna be really hard but okay we'll go back in and get her they go back in and get her and it's like and and now they're gonna go change things why we're not sure well what needs to be changed don't know that one either. Well, what are they going to do? I don't really know any of the answers to any of those questions. Lou, that is the plot. Yeah. Like no, that's I, the I whole I plot. Know. I know. I get it. That's yep. literally the plot. There's really not much else. Yeah. No, I, I get that. And I agree with you. You do. Does, it doesn't make you want to hate the movie though. I'm not asking you to hate it. I'm asking you to drop it down to number six so it's not in your top five anymore. Just asking for a little bit, Lou. Just a little tiny bit. You you admit the the writing, like oh, the yeah. plot, the totally story. Did. Yep, yep. Nonsense. It, it, it fell apart. I mean, okay. Okay. halfway That's all I through, halfway through the movie started to fall apart. And, and it, was, it was definitely a train wreck. Okay. But. It was still that nostalgia part that got me through the movie. I'm like, okay, you know, it, it, to me, it's like, okay, I still, as much as I love all the Matrix movies, two and three still had some stuff at the end that by the time I get to the end of them, I'm like, okay, you know, it, yeah, 
it isn't what I want. You know, kind of like I talked about the Phantom Menace. It wasn't what I wanted, but it's what we got. So I'm I'm happy with it. You know, yeah. and I kind of feel the same way about this one here too. It's like we should have never went back to do another Matrix movie. As much as I want one, we should have never gone back because th- this didn't need but it to have anything else there. So the argument is they did exactly the right thing. It was, I'm happy By to your have own it. argument. Right. No, no, I agree. Happy to have it because it was nostalgic. It was it was it was fun. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, there's no there's nothing else to tell. You can't unless you're gonna tell a different story with different characters and different entirely, which wouldn't have sold very well because no one's gonna buy that movie as far as studios go. You can bet me and say, Hey, we're making another Matrix movie, but without Neo and Trinity and new characters and this is different and that's different and they're gonna be like uh, no, we're not going to spend the money I, on that. You know what? I would have been okay with it because it could have done anything they wanted with the story. I would have been happy too because it's it. like you could do it. You're expanding the world. Yeah. Right. Right. We don't need to go back to the same old things we had before. You know, I've been on record for saying that I did not feel that Star Wars Episode Seven was just a rehash of Episode Four. In fact, that complaint confused me for a while. And after enough people explained where they were going through it, I'm like, okay, yes, there is a checklist of similarities. There are also enough things about the story that are so significantly different that it did not feel like the same movie to me. And I've been watching mm-hmm. episode four since I was like five years old. Right. And I'm not as old as you, never will be, but you know, I'm, I'm old now. So I spent a lot of time yeah. watching episode four and I did not feel episode seven was the same thing. I understand the people who, if they did feel it was the same thing, that upset them. In this case, getting the same thing would have been better than what we got. Because we got, what we got was nothing. We got nostalgia Mm -hmm. and there was no story. Right. The nostalgic parts were good. I liked them. I liked, um, Mm -hmm. and I liked what they did with Smith and I liked what they did with the analyst and what little explanation we got of the nature of the analyst and stuff, I kind of understood, sort of, and mm-hmm. liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and the little things, the little things were the best parts of the movie. You know, the use of the yeah. cat, the analyst having the cat, who right. was named Deja Vu, by the way. Um, that was brilliant. I liked mm-hmm. that. It mm-hmm. was all of those little touches that were nice to watch. But it was just so, like the second viewing for me. Normally, the second viewing of a movie is when I say, okay, this is where I'm building understanding so we can get on a podcast and analyze it and talk about it a little bit. And I felt so much more disinterested in the movie as I'm watching it the second mm-hmm. time. Like it was just, I was almost offended about how, uh, how bad it was. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I, I can't say that because I still enjoyed it, the second and third viewings. Okay. Um, primarily for the nostalgia. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say definitely say that. I mean, there's not a huge, at the end of the movie, going, oh, my God, look what they did here. There was none of that, where there wasn't the first one. Yeah, movie. I said you know, it for like... different reasons, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> You're right. Um, but, you know, it. I don't know. It just comes down to the fact that, I mean, we all have our guilty pleasure movies. This will probably be one of my guilty pleasure movies going forward because it, it still makes me feel good. If this is a guilty pleasure movie for someone, I support that. 
But I totally see where you're I mean, going. Because we're going to watch Kung Pao Enter the Fist next week, and you're oh, going to get to see one of my guilty pleasure Lord. movies. Because <laughs> it's my birthday, and I've been asking for this for the last four birthdays. Somebody's going to watch it with me this this year. It's going to okay, happen. Okay, okay. I rewatched Matrix Resurrections for you, Lou, because it's your guilty pleasure, so you got to do this for me. You know what? By I, the way, quick I shout out. I watched the America World Police to you, for you. Oh, that was, but that wasn't a guilty pleasure for me. No, I just wanted to see if he'd watch it. That was, a, that was a totally different thing. Shout out to the Clerks Minute podcast. I was, uh, I, I don't think it's aired yet. I, I don't think any of them have aired yet. I've got to check, but they're doing the um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh. Because we're talking reboots and sequels and stuff. Yep. And yep. Um, so they break it apart in little five minute segments. And, and I was on. Uh, one of the episodes last week it was a lot of fun. Nice. Love those guys. If you're not watching those, mm, they're good. They're good. So uh, Kyle was was there and was at the end of the recording. I think it was after the microphone shut off. We're talking movies and he started spitting out these quotes. Kung Pao enter the fist. And I said, you know, I've been trying to get Lou and Tim to watch that for ages now. And we're spitting quotes back out left and right, just off the top of our heads. And it was awesome, Lou. And you're missing out. Just saying. Maybe I'll watch it and go, oh, my God, why didn't I listen to you years ago? No, no that's that's not going to happen. I, I might. Oh. But, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not that so. delusional. But, yeah, shout out to the Clerks Minutes, guys. Nice. Great, great series of podcasts. Um, yeah, so I mean, those are my points. I think that that's. Those are my arguments. Okay. I and, and and like I said, I I I definitely get all your points. I mean, no, none of them, none of them. I'm looking at going. No, nah, I don't see that. I mean, I can definitely see where you're coming from okay. because they all make sense. And I can see where and, you're coming from with a lot of the good stuff, dude. There were a lot mm -hmm. of good things about this movie. Yep. I think it just boils down to what you said before. Which, where do things balance out for you? Is the nostalgia enough? Right. Right. I mean, to to me, they, they got us back into the Matrix world really well they did and then when they got us there they didn't know where they were going right so and that's what it comes down to you know yep it, they didn't have a set plan for what we're going to get out of this one and i kind of feel the same way with with you know two and three they, they were great movies i enjoyed them but they really didn't have and more three than two but they didn't have a, a good a good ending plan out for that i mean the first movie was was almost perfect it had a great intro good meat in the middle and a good ending, even down to the point where he's like, you know what? This, this is it. And he flies away and it's like, that was fantastic. And yeah. The first ending was the best. If we never had any, if we never had any more matrix content, as far as movies go, it would have been okay because it, it was a good story opened and closed and it was done. You come back to it and have the second and third movies. And it was like, they, they didn't quite have that planned out as well. You know, I, it, it, okay. You know, it, it I just, liked the ending of the third one. Did you? It wasn't perfect, but yeah, I, I thought it was adequate. It was okay. acceptable. It made, it was to me, it made sense. It, it, it didn't make me go, oh, God, what'd they do here? Uh, that's how I felt with this one, though. It didn't. Yeah, I can see that in this one more than the third one. But the third one just didn't leave me in a good place that the first one did. You know, it was like, it, it, it kind of comes down to, and I, I look at things like this a lot when you talk about like JMS and how he developed on Fiverr, he had the story on his head before he did the first one. Yeah. 
you know, the first season. And this is like that. So we had we had this movie idea for for one movie, and we did it really well. And now they want us to do more. Now what do we do? And you know what? I don't what? have a plan for that. Talk about a failing of this movie. He's worked with the Wachowskis before. Where the hell was he for this one? Mm. Come on, Joe. We're, we're not on a first name basis, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm just, and, and all others out there, I, I'm just, you know. Yeah, because he did sense JMS, him, right? yeah. 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 They needed to bring JMS back. JMS, Joe Michael Straczynski, or Mr. Straczynski, your honor, is probably how I should respond <laughs> and refer to him. Um, he needs to write all science fiction from here on out. Star Wars. Marvel, <laughs> The Matrix, definitely, and the upcoming Babylon 5 content. Like all well, he's of already, it. He's already doing Just that. Give so it to him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to go to the CW. Hey, by the way, guess what network's up for sale? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <sighs> no, yeah, that may be, be the that. biggest failing of this movie is not getting JMS on, yep. on board to write this and I, and if we ever do get him on a podcast i'm, I'm going to refer him back i'm going to play the clip from this so that he can hear that because i want to <laughs> know what his excuse is because he owes us you? as fans we want to talk about entitled fandom here he owes <laughs> us the writing of everything forever and ever because he so, does it so right he does it he does a lot of things really really well um it's not the first but, season so, somebody so else can not, write the first season he can write all the others First season of Jeremiah was really good. And Crusade yeah. eventually Crusade got really good. It was good. Yep. Yep. So, you know, in terms of where we are now with Matrix and and what we're gonna get down the road, is there room for more Matrix no. movies? What are you gonna do with them? Like, where's the conflict? You have to come up with another analyst-like character, or you have to revisit an entire war. And what do you do with a war against AIs with humans in pods versus the humans that aren't in pods. Like right. you, there's no variation you can do with that. And, you know, we talk about this a lot when we speculate about, you know, what if, and what can you do? We're not writers, right? I'm not a writer. You're not a writer. And we always kind of give that caveat. Well, you know, Hey, Kevin Feige could come up with something. No, this is the case where Kevin Feige and maybe, maybe even Sir Straczynski, your honor might not be able to come up with, a way out of this like they're done yeah. you either have to have a war or you have to recycle another analyst like character and then what do you do with trinity mm -hmm. and neo the only thing you can do is to go back and tell other stories which we had just talked about the fact they're not going to bring in new characters and new stories and, and stuff like that you could right. maybe do a spin-off of some sort with with bugs and those characters now but they didn't really position them in any sort of way to do anything. Plus, where's the conflict? To have a story, there has to be a conflict. Any story. You pick any story, Lou. It has a oh, conflict. Yeah. Yep, yep. Where's the conflict going from? characters need to grow and change. That's the other thing. The same. Right. Right. I don't see so it happening. It, I think it, they it killed the franchise. I think they did. But I think that and was also intentional. I think they were going back through... Again, you look at all of the heavy-handed... Reboots sure. and sequels inherently suck thing. And they were kind of preaching this to us from the first minutes of the film. Yep. Right back to yeah. that, that first quote, why use old coat to mirror something new? Right. Yeah, no. And, and I think that's fine. I mean, I don't want them to do anything yeah. more with this, to tell you the truth, but it's just, 
I want other stories in this world. I don't want a continuation of the Neo saga, if we're going to use like Star no. Wars terms. Right. Expand on one of the Animatrix stories or or branch off into some completely new side thing. This is a brilliant world they've created. Go back mm -hmm. earlier in the timeline. I don't care. There's so much you could have done here. And instead, they did like the worst possible thing they could have done. Yep. And it wasn't even that the concept was bad. Like you said, the, the creation the of that was fantastic. The first act the... was was pretty good. Yeah. The, the conceit for how they get back into the Matrix was good. The reason for having Trinity and, and Neo brought back to life seemed kind of good. There were parts that were confusing and we don't know why it was so important that they be isolated like that. That made no sense. But the, oh, well, we had their bodies right there. We could just patch their bodies up and plug them back in. Right, right. Okay. It made sense to do that because we needed to have a story. We needed to have something right. to get. But that, then, that's the only reason why it was there. Like, get a story. Yeah, right. They only had three writers, I guess. And... Oh. Yeah, well. Okay. I, I don't have so, so anything you have else to say, I guess. Kind of convinced me I can take it out of my top five for 2021. <sighs> It's down to six at least. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. I'll, I'll find something else above it because you're so nice. As, as much as it was, as much as I love the movie for for what it did for me, you know, emotionally, it still didn't have an ending. It didn't have a good plot. Yeah, yeah. I'll well, concede that to you. And, and I will concede uh, once again. There were definitely not just good, but I would say brilliant moments mm. in the film. And there was a lot of the nostalgia that I did love. I, I loved going back to that world again. Mm -hmm. I just didn't like what they did when and, we were and, there. And, you know, and, and even in some of the fight stuff towards the end, I did like the fact that they were using, um, what they call it drones, I guess they call them, right? Where they take the people and just cannon fodder. I mean, literally throwing them off the building. Mean, there, there was some yeah. brilliant ways to do new things to make yes. it dangerous in the Matrix, which I thought was great. Kind of like when they did. The creativity of that. Yep. Brilliant. Yep which was kind of like mirrored in like the second movie when we had the highway scene. It's like, that was brilliant, you know, do, doing a, a scene like that. And this was something totally different. I'm like, oh, okay. But it upped that game even further. I mean, you're basically dropping, mm. talking about human bullets. Right, right. Yeah. Just just drop them off a building and they're going to do damage. It's like, yeah. that was cool, you know. It, that really was. I, I'll give them that too, that the creativity behind the choreography for the fight scenes and stuff even the stuff earlier on too like falling through the door sideways into the other thing and in that hallway 